All right, lady and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Logs podcast. Um, I will be your host, your commissioner, Joe, and I have no idea how this is going to go. This might be horrible. This might be great. Um, this might be the only one that ever gets released, but we are going to at least give it the good old college try here. Um, trying to find a way to occupy some time during this quarantine and also maybe mitigate some of the time that I spend on the newsletter, uh, being a stay at home dad and not being able to dedicate all of my work time to it, uh, has made it more difficult to keep up with the quality and the demand of the newsletter. And overall, I'm spending just entirely too much time on making something that seven other people read. So we are going to try to maybe make a podcast, maybe have some laughs. Uh, this will be fun. You guys can send me questions. I can try and answer them. Um, maybe I'll interview people throughout the season. Um, I don't know. I just thought with everything else that's going on, it'd be a good idea to have something to listen to, take our minds off of things, maybe try to have some hope of fantasy football coming up here um, if the regular football season can get going, which it sounds like they're going to have some sort of way of making it happen, whether that's uh, playing without fans or doing something else. They don't have as many hurdles to get over as uh, college football, say, where college football, the athletes can't be on campus, and so therefore they can't have a season. Um they might be able to just quarantine the players in some fashion and then, you know, play without fans and have things that way. Regardless, I think that the NFL, the college football life in general is going to go on at some point, And I'm hopeful that we will get the fantasy football season in there. So uh, that being said, let's see here. We do have some sponsors, so let's get right into the first one. There we go. That's our sponsor sound. Um, our first sponsor today is Baskin Sardine Oil. Husband tested, tiger approved. Baskin Sardine Oil. And that's it. Um, okay, moving back into things here. Let's see here. I kind of already talked about the state of fantasy football. I have a couple things that we'll go over here. Um, the upcoming draft. Draft is next Thursday, August. Nope, April 23rd. Not sure why I said August. Apparently already in the football mindset there for some reason. Um, fantasy impact players in the draft is a hard thing to say because college output doesn't necessarily compute into NFL output and NFL productivity doesn't necessarily determine fantasy productivity. So um, I think there are probably three players that I see off the top of the board that will have um, an impact, possibly in the uh, – I'm going to look up here. They'll probably just cut this part out. But NFL draft uh, uh, board. Let's see. Make sure I'm not missing some people that I thought would be in there. So the top three players not counting I'm not going to include quarterbacks here because rookie quarterbacks, as a rule, don't always necessarily make an impact. Kyler Murray was pretty good last year, but still had some uh, some trouble. Let's see here. I'm going to say that my three possible impact players are uh, C.D. Lamb from OU, um, the Jerry Judy from Alabama, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Well, I'll call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Wisconsin. Um, two receivers and a running back. I think Jonathan Taylor has got the size and speed uh, to maybe make an impact as we 
as we, wow, I am just saying the word uh, a whole lot. I'm probably going to cut that out as well. Um, Jonathan Taylor looks like the kind of back that could potentially have an impact. It all depends on the team he goes to. Same with Judy and uh, Lamb. It really just depends on what system you get put in. That being said, that's one of the reasons, not the only reasons, but one of the reasons I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be a fantasy impact this year. Um, Joe Burrow's going to go to the Bengals. I'm pretty sure we all know that. And I just don't think the Bengals have the tools necessary to make Joe Burrow succeed. Uh, same with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had a, had a decent rookie season, but really with the Browns, the way they were, he wasn't ever phenomenal. And I just kind of see the same thing happening with Joe Burrow. Um, they're also looking at Joe Mixon said he is holding out for a new contract. And we've seen how that has worked out here in the past. So that's probably going to be something that might impact it, especially if it goes into the season, if we even have a season. Um, I guess I didn't really have a whole lot to say on those three guys, um, four guys. You know, Burrow, Burrow will be decent. I think CD, Judy, and JT all have a chance at being uh, rookie of the year. Um, I don't think Joe Burrow will get rookie of the year. I think if their quarterback's going to get it, if he can stay healthy, I think Tua possibly to Miami has a chance. We saw last year that Miami has some tools. If if he can sling the ball like Fitzpatrick, then he will have a chance to, to make some plays and maybe actually make something happen uh, down there in Miami. Um, other things I want to talk about. What else do we have here? And I can cut all this out of, you know, like I said, guys, this is going to be a, a learning process. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. This might be five minutes. This might be 20 minutes. This might be an hour. Um, as we get going, I might have more things to talk about. But for right now, um, I'm just kind of winging it and trying to make something happen here. Uh, trying to keep keep the fantasy juices flowing. Um, let's see. What do I have in my notes? Um one of my other notes is a congratulations to Matt. I don't feel like the last couple of years I've done a write-up at the end of the season for each individual team, highlighting you know their top-scoring player and a little note about them. I felt like even in the years past, it became kind of generic. I went with the same theme, you know, this player had this many points and this team did well for this many weeks, and then the next thing was the same sentence, just reinserting names and records, and I just felt like it wasn't as thorough or as nice and polished as I'd like it to be, which is one of the reasons I didn't do it this year. The other reason being uh, it takes a lot of time. Those individually take about half as long as a newsletter takes me to do. And so by the time I do the editing and the, the player formats and you know, little images here and there and get everything put in there, um, I'm basically making four newsletters for those uh, eight different teams and it just became too much work. But because I didn't do it, we never officially really congratulated Matt on his victory. Um, kind of sweeping his way through the playoffs. ESPN is still not allowing me to pull up stuff from previous seasons, which is extremely frustrating because I use that information a lot. And as we go here, even if I don't have a newsletter, uh, I still like to be able to reference back to that stuff. And I do have my own uh, spreadsheets. Dan and I actually spend a good amount of time every Monday and uh, Tuesday putting information into various different spreadsheets that give us, you know, minimum and maximum scores, players' records, uh, win streaks, lose streaks, averages, gives me some charts, shows me who's 
won and lost, whether they were won in the bottom four or lost in the top four and all that kind of stuff. Dan has actually made uh, some formatted spreadsheets that was really cool, and I found some on the internet that I've used. And so I still have my own personal references, but ESPN not giving me the information back is extremely frustrating. But that's okay. Um, basically, the, that all said to say that Matt had a phenomenal season. Um, the Chiefs players as a whole had a phenomenal season, both in fantasy and in real life. And both of them led to championships. So if you can load up on Chiefs players uh, or a single team that you think is going to just be a bunch of all-stars, apparently that can win you a fantasy football championship. So congrats, Matt. I heard that you do have the trophy now. No thanks to K2 who slacked off on his uh, Sacco responsibilities, but luckily I think Gabe and Matt worked out a way of transferring the trophy over. Um, Matt, if you're listening to this, I do eventually need a picture of the plaques on the bottom with your name and uh, team name and year, and then a picture of the trophy as a whole. So that way when I do the updated images, if I do a newsletter or anything like that, maybe I'll do one or two throughout the year. Uh, I can use an updated image instead of one that's several years old. And that way, everything is as new and up-to-date as possible. Um, last and finally, let's see here. Uh, There's going to be some dead air that I'll probably have to take out, but that's okay. Um, let's listen to one more sponsor before we get into what I'm going to call the way-too-early power rankings for our league. Let's listen to the next sponsor. sponsor is Letterkenny Party Planning. Don't just be soft, be super soft. Letterkenny Party Planning. A little sound effects board here is kind of cool, huh? Um, I'll try and mess with that some more. The, the, I'm using, uh, here a little plug here for an actual sponsor, I'm using Anchor. Uh, gives you some free sound bites, gives you all the editing tools and everything online, and all I'm using is our laptop and actually my headphone and microphone set for my PS4 uh, gives me the microphone, gives me a nice little headset to listen to everything in, and that's all I have to have to, to make this podcast. You know, If I decide to start interviewing people, I can do that with through the phone, or maybe if I interview Sarah, we'll find a way of getting a second microphone kind of hooked up in here. Uh, nobody really wants to hear from Sarah, though, so I might not interview her. I might interview Caleb instead. That would probably be slightly more interesting. Um, I don't, I just, that was a good spot to put that one in. All right, lastly, let's go into our way-too-early power rankings. I'm going to redo these before the beginning of the season. Uh, but since we are in April and I'm doing a podcast, I figure I might as well go ahead and try to make some predictions here early on. Uh, I'm going to start at the top and work my way down because that was actually easier for me making the rankings than starting at the bottom and coming back up. Um, because I kind of knew who the top teams were going to be, and then that level that kind of made things easier in sorting out the bottom. So number one, uh, no big surprise, is going to be Matt. Matt having you know a championship season, being able to get all the Chiefs players. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that again, uh, as people kind of realize that you can overload on one team and, and still be successful. Um, so, but but our our number one ranking is our current champion, uh, reigning and defending uh, Matt. There at the top. Number two, I am going to, with resenting every fiber of my body, I'm going to put in Kyle. Kyle is going to be our number two ranking here. He had a really good season. 11 wins, one loss, really only had 
that bad week in week three, it looks like. And then, of course, just just flopped in the playoffs. But we kind of all expected that, I guess. Um, but regardless, Kyle, Kyle, with his little savviness, I don't know if him losing the beard is going to lose some of his power in fantasy. We'll have to wait and see that. Also, he'll be dealing with a new child, which takes away some of the time that you get to devote to other things, but Kyle comes in at number two, 11 and one. I believe he only had one week where he scored less than a hundred points. Let me double check that. Yes. He actually had only one week where he scored less than a hundred and only that week was the only time he scored less than 116.3. Coming first week of the playoffs though, was the 92.6 week, which was rough. Uh, Number three, number three, I'm going to go ahead and put in myself again. And hold on, my daughter just walked in, so I might have to delete this part. Okay, I'm back. Hopefully I can find a way to delete that. Otherwise, you guys are just going to have to listen to me talking to my daughter there for a second. Um, Where was I? Number three. Number three, I'm going to put in me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Joe is our number three on the way too early power rankings here. Uh, Part of the reason being I've made the playoffs every single year of the league. I've only missed out on the championship twice and then granted that was the last two years so there's a good chance that that's you know maybe a downslope for me but regardless i have made the championship most of the years and uh, i just spent entirely too long studying fantasy football and doing things uh, not only for my own team but for this league as a whole and i do a couple other dfs leagues and now you generally have a buy-in league that i play in as well so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and put myself number three number four we're gonna go gabe gabe is gonna come in at number four there with uh coming off his championship season he still had a really good year overall uh still made the championship still you know competed to defend that title uh, had let me look at his numbers here real quick that i got him in front of me Um, yeah, I mean, he had four weeks where he kind of fell off down into the, down below a hundred, but outside of that, man, he was just tough to play every single week. And so Gabe's going to come in at number four, number five, I'm going to jump K2 from the Sacco up to number five in the rankings. Now that might seem a little out of place, but K2 has won the Chalupa Batman before has competed in the championship and generally after a bad year especially a year where he only had one win, I believe, coming in week 10. Uh, I just expect him to kind of bounce back after that. I think he will not have the injury-riddled and depressing season that he had this last year, and so I'm going to jump him up to number five in the rankings. Number six, we're going to go assistant to the league commissioner, Dan. Dan is going to be our number six ranking. Dan overall was, man, he was right in the thick of things every week. And I believe, again, ESPN not giving me the information I want, but that's okay. Um, I believe he was right, still fighting for a spot in the cha- in the playoff bracket right up until the last week or two. So Dan's always kind of been a force to reckon with. I don't believe he has ever played in the SACO. Um, and so I'm going to put him at number six. Kind of where he finished the season, actually, but still, I think that that's that's probably the spot he's going to be in right now until he kind of gets over that next hurdle. Um, number seven, seven. I'm going to put the only woman in our league, Cheese Sarah, is going to be our number seven ranking. Uh, 
Again, she doesn't spend a lot of time focusing on things, especially fantasy-related. She seems to think that children and family and life in general is more important than fantasy, which is very annoying. Uh, little record scratch there. Did you get it? Anyway, uh, I just think that she's got to get over a hurdle. She's made the playoffs once, went out first round. Unless she can start listening to... The opposite of whatever my advice is, because apparently every time I tell her to do something, she loses. Uh, so maybe just if she can learn to listen to the opposite of whatever I'm doing, telling her to do, she will maybe have some success next year and beat that ranking out. And so if you guys are good at math and subtracting the teams that have already been said, number eight in our rankings is going to be Ted. Ted coming off his first year here in the league. He was up in the top echelon there for a little while, but as things started to get down to crunch time and uh, really that last couple-week push where everyone's trying to make the playoffs, he fell just out of it. And although he did finish top of the loser bracket number five on the season, I just think he struggled a little bit in his first year of fantasy. Um, The tight end situation seemed to be one that he could not get a full grasp on. We've seen that before. I think Sarah had Kelsey and Gronk one year maybe or something like that. And it's just hard with two tight ends. And, you know, uh, knowing what is a good trade and a bad trade, maybe being able to capitalize on a player's good weeks and bad weeks is a good way to move off of that. Um, I don't know if Ted did any trades other than that one stupid fake trade that he supposedly did that put uh, everybody into a little bit of a panic there for a while. I don't know. I I don't think ESPN is going to let me see whether or not there were any trades, uh, which is annoying. I might be able to look at his roster and see if he has any traded players. Uh, But off the top of my head, I don't think he actually did any real trades. Um, No, he doesn't have the only trade player listed on his roster is Camaro, which is only traded and traded back with the game. So uh, he had... The pieces to trade, he had, you know, maybe maybe not even that. Um, I'm actually going to start Ted over and maybe delete this last part that I said. I just think that Ted's first year, he just struggled to really understand how to maximize each position, uh, whether that's the flex spot or, or what the – and a lot of that comes down to just luck. You know, roster changing, George Kittle out for um, – Waller, and then the one that you benched having the good week is just rough. Dealing with some free agents, real-life free agent trades with Kenyon Drake and Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, those players were good, but you never knew whether or not they were going to be great. And then if they were, a lot of times they were on your bench. Until they're an established player on a team for a year or so, it's just difficult. So I'm going to give Ted our number eight. Number eight, three? No, eight. We're going to go Ted number eight in the ring. So that is our way too early power rankings. Uh, obviously, I will change those, fix those, do whatever I feel like I need to uh, before the season starts. But that's where we're at right now. Let's hit up one final sponsor, and then we will get out of here, guys. Uh- All right. Our last sponsor is brought to you by Coronavirus. This is what we get for wishing the weekend would never end. Coronavirus. All right, that's it for me, guys. That's it for the commissioner. That's it for the league. 
for right now, this is our inaugural podcast. Whether this continues or not will be entirely up to your guys' feedback and my available time. I don't know whether I will do this ever again, but here's the first issue, first issue, first episode of the podcast. And uh, yeah, I went for about 20 minutes there. That seems like more than enough time for you guys to listen to me talking to myself in an empty room. So until next time, goodbye, good luck. Let's hope we get some fantasy this year.